And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm Mike Harrison, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, I'm going to review some email questions for the remainder of the show. But before I get to that, I would like to share that this past week, I had the honor of sitting down and helping my stepfather, Jack, write his last will and testament. We lost my mom a few months back, and it was rather sudden, and Jack's been alone. And of course, when you're alone at an older age, you begin thinking of the end and taking care of what needs to be taken care of. And I've mentioned in the past, this man was more of a father to me than my biological father. His plan, though, Jack's plan, he's older than my mom, was to pass first, right? He's, he's older than she was. His health is not as good as hers was. And that changed. So the need to construct a new will and testament became apparent. And I took his wishes and had his last will drafted and he had not viewed the final version the other day so i sat down with him and put it up so he could read it and review it and as he read the will i could see his eyes i was looking at him as he was reading it and all in all reading your own will is not that big a deal right i wrote mine when i was in my 40s uh, doesn't seem like that big a deal but i will tell you when you're 88 years old and your health is slipping, reading your last will and testament makes a, it, it takes on a much deeper meaning. And, and Jack's at the point to where, look, I, I, he wakes up and, and every day is un, unexpected and appreciated. And, and why am I sharing this? Because I really want to drive home the point, and we say it here at Lifestyles all the time, but we seriously mean it. It's not the money. It's the lifestyle. Keep that in mind. That's why we invest in real estate. Real estate's the best vehicle to create cash flow and wealth. So we chose real estate, but we're all doing it to create a wonderful lifestyle. And I just wanted to remind you that. Take steps today to ensure that when you are at the end, you will have lived a life well served. What is your younger self doing today? That your older self will thank you for. So keep that in mind. It's not the money. It's the lifestyle. All right. Now on to the questions that I get via email. Why do I answer these? Because some of you probably have the same thoughts out there. So I'm hoping that if I share this information, maybe I'll hit a, a hot button with you and answer your question or maybe stimulate some thought on your end and feel free to email email me back and continue the conversation. My email address is askmike at lu inc.com ask mike at luinc.com so here's the first one hello mike what minimum dollar amount would you recommend as a passive investor beginner i know you say don't rush and my goal as a soon-to-be retired veteran is to build wealth i really want to start investing passively today with small multi-family families within 10 months time to build credit score over six 
40, and then he continues on and says, what specific education do you recommend to learn the multifamily evaluation process? Okay, let's start. He mentions a credit score, and he mentions investing in multifamily. He says multifamily families. I guess he means multifamily properties to build credit score over 640. Let me, let me address that right off the bat. Investing passively in multifamily properties has nothing to do with your credit score. It, they're not checking your credit. You're writing a check and becoming an investor in a property. Now, you mentioned 640 on credit score, and I know a little bit about credit. Um, I'll, I'll tell you this. I don't know why you pick 640. Anything over 650 is considered a fair credit score. 700 to 749 is considered good. I will tell you that, that at any point, and I'm going to continue on with the first part of your answer, we'll get to that. But at any point, if you decide or an opportunity comes along and you say, hey, I want to engage in single family investing in the future, maybe you want to buy a small apartment community in, in the future, that's when you're going to need that higher credit score. So I, I would say shoot higher than 640 because the bank is your friend. A better credit score just means that the risk of lending you money, the bank's going to look at you and say, well, you've got a great credit score. So to, for them, the risk is less, right? Better credit means less risk to the person loaning the money. So if I loan you money, what's my risk? What are the odds that I'll get my money back? They Actually, they shouldn't call it a credit score. They should call it a, a risk score. I think that sounds a little better for exactly what a credit score is. Now, that credit, it, it's scored. And fair or not, it's the system we must deal with. If you really want to get your credit score up, there are some strategies you can utilize to do that. In fact, I had uh, Mike Doyle, the credit guy, on my show a few times. Uh, last time was January 17th of 2022. You can find that show at the Lifestyles Unlimited website. Click on the radio button and you'll have to scroll for a while to get to January 17th or type in credit right down in the search bar down at the bottom and, and it'll pop up. Uh, again, but that's the January 17th show, and the title of that show is Credit, the Ultimate Wealth Building Tool. So you mentioned credit. I just thought I would hit that first. Uh, really, credit has nothing to do with investing in multifamily properties. But I also want you to understand that as a real estate investor, we get rich borrowing, not by saving. I'm Mike Harrison. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to me. I'm here to help. My email address is askmike at luinc.com, askmike at luinc.com. And I am answering some of those emails on today's show. Before we get back to that, I want to remind you there's four ways to consume the Lifestyles Unlimited radio network content. One way is YouTube. Go to YouTube. We have our own YouTube channel. Type in Lifestyles Unlimited there is a incredible large amount of content on that YouTube channel. Always, you can go to the website, lifestylesunlimited.com, click on the radio button or podcast button there, and you'll see decades of this particular radio show there. Not me, obviously. I've only been doing it a couple of years, but you'll pick up all the shows that go back through the years and the shows from the other host, Andy Webb, Al Gordon, Del Walmsley himself podcast app on your smartphone. That's my favorite way. It's easy. Just 
click on that podcast app, subscribe to lifestylesunlimited.com, and you can listen to it in your free time when you're driving somewhere, just Bluetooth it up to your stereo, and you can listen to it then. And then you can always live stream this radio show on your favorite radio station, wherever you are in the world, as long as you have internet access. If you know the show's on a certain station at a certain time, just go to that station's website and click listen now or listen live or they'll have some sort of jargon there that'll direct you to a live version and you can get that over the internet. So I'm answering some email questions and, and I got about halfway through one and I'll just, I'll read it again. It says, essentially, what minimum dollar amount would you recommend as a passive investor beginner? I know you say don't rush and my goal as a soon to be retired veteran is to build wealth. That's a great goal. Absolutely. Um, how much do you need? I'll give you a short answer and then I'll give you a long answer. I really believe if you want to invest passively into multifamily apartment communities, you should have greater than 50 grand and, and most likely you'd probably be better starting with a hundred grand to start and, and don't focus on that, but that's enough to get you in two to, to four different multifamily properties. And it's good to spread it around because those early properties, you're going to be learning quite a bit from those properties. Uh, again, take your time. Don't rush uh, at all. Uh, the education's the key point. Get that education in, but don't don't focus on that that money that I said fifty to a hundred. I, I want to give you the long answer now. That question really is not for me. That's what you need to ask yourself. Let me explain my timeline and return requirements are much different than yours. I don't know where you are financially. I don't know where you need to be. You didn't give me, if you had given me a metric and said, Mike, I'd like to figure out a way to invest passively and create $50,000 a year in annual passive income, I can work backwards and figure out how much you'll need to invest and whether you have all that or now, or you'll have all that at time, we can at least lay that goal out and tell you, okay, well, here's where you need to go and here's the steps and, and here's an estimate of how long that will that will take you. But my requirements and my timeline are going to be different than yours. So really, we need to figure out what's your timeline and how much cash are you looking to create? How much annual passive income? Those are the, the two variables. It, it's so you can see it's a little deeper than, hey, how much how much do I need to invest passively? It's like, well, what are our goals, right? What speed do I need to drive this car? I don't know. Where are we going? How long are we going to be driving? What's our destination? So I, I hope I'm you're you're picking up what I'm putting down. Um, a big part of this is passive investing really starts slow. It takes time to grow. In that first year on most passive multifamily passive investments, you're not going to get paid $1, not at all. It takes time for the lead investor. He's going to purchase the property, right? And then he needs to stabilize the property or, or he may be repositioning the property, but there's a lot that goes into it. There's a reason that lead investor purchased that property. There's an opportunity that that lead investor is going to pursue and and that takes time that takes quite a bit of time sometimes it might take more than one year 
Are there deals that pay prior to one year? Yes, I'm just throwing out an average, but understand it takes time and it goes slow. However, back to single family houses, you mentioned the credit in your question. And so I'm going to go back to houses and, and maybe you don't have 50 or 100 to start with. Houses are great. That's where I started. You can cash flow pretty much immediately with houses. Okay. You buy the home that there's, there's three ways to do it. You can buy a home that is ready to be rented from day one. I've done that. I bought a home that was perfect. I bought it from another real estate investor and we closed on the deal and the rent was coming to me. There was a resident in that property and it was just a, a bam, bam. So you, you can do that. You can buy a home that's ready to put a resident in that doesn't have a resident in it and immediately rent it out. And in, in, in this market, if you've got a good product, good price, good neighborhood, you're going to rent it immediately. Or you can do pretty much what we teach and it still doesn't take a long time, but that's where you buy the home that needs some rehab. Everything needs to be fixed. You've got to go in there and, and do some work. Essentially, you'd put that into a hard money loan, and then after 90 days, you'd reposition it into a conventional loan, right? So that's even 90 days, So, but that's the long part of a house. So you can see you can cash flow quickly with single-family properties. If that's the goal, um, you can do that. And the, just the timeline on single-family is a lot different. Uh, let's go back to multifamily. Let's say you invest passively in, in multifamily deals. You have a hundred grand, you put 25 into four different deals. It might take you three to five years to see that money come back to you so that you, that plus the returns, and then you can re-engage uh, that money into more deals. So hundred becomes 200 uh, over three to five years, 200 becomes 400 over another three to five years, 400 becomes 800 over another three to five years. Do you have that kind of timeline? I don't know. You don't mention it in your email. Now house, let's say you buy a house, uh, a single family rental property. You might have the ability, depending on the equity in that property, to essentially do a refinance within 12 months or do a refinance within 18 months. And now you've got the money put into that single family property plus the equity. And now we redeploy that into more properties. So you can go faster with single family homes. You can't necessarily go bigger. You can go bigger with the passive investing, but the time frame is longer. So when you say, how much do I need to begin passive investing? That's about you. Uh, are you in a hurry? How much wealth do you need to create? What's your timeline? Do you have time to put it into multifamily deals and let it gel? Or maybe you do a little bit of both. Um, if you're about to retire, it sounds like you're going to have time. Maybe get involved with a single family and use your time to do that and create wealth on that side. And maybe have some set aside into the multifamily deals. So I know that was a very general, long answer, but I hope that helped. We'll be right back. My name is Mike Harrison. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. The rich get richer and the poor get poorer, not because that's the way it's set up, but because of the knowledge. When put into action, knowledge is power at Lifestyles Unlimited. We empower you to live the lifestyle of your dreams through passive real estate income, 
For over 30 years, our successful members share their knowledge through case studies, classes, and mentoring. Tap into the knowledge. Attend a free workshop online. Register now at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm Mike Harrison, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Our Wealth and Passive Income Expo and Master's Tour is coming up just a couple of months away, February 15th through 18th, 2023, Irving, Texas at the Toyota Music Factory. I would save the date if I were you. Actually, you can go online and get your passes now, Wealth and Passive Income Expo. Dot com wealth and passive income expo.com it's a great event uh, make plans and I'll be there and would love to meet you when you go there but there's networking there's education uh, just a lot of fun and it's it's at a heck of a venue it's at that Toyota music factory there in in Irving Texas again information and passes can be found at wealth and passive income expo.com so I'm reading some emails and just address the the last question if you miss it you'll need to go back and pick it up but it was essentially from a listener asking how much I felt they needed to get started and and really that's just an opinion from me I mean you can get started with as, as small as you want it's we need to talk about your goals though what's the the end road and, and I use that analogy how fast do I need to drive the car and my thought is, is, well, where are we going and how long are we going to be in the car? So we can reverse engineer that answer for you if I had more information of essentially where you want to go, how much cash flow you'd like to create, how much wealth you'd like to create. And, and we can go that way. That same emailer had essentially a question uh, at the end of his email, and it said, what specific education do you recommend to learn the multifamily evaluation process? Any thoughts? Yes, I definitely have some thoughts. If you would like to learn how to evaluate multifamily properties, that's what we teach here at Lifestyles Unlimited. We teach four different paths, essentially, of real estate investing from single family and three different paths on the multifamily. But if you really want to learn then that's the lead investor certification. We'll teach you everything you need to know, essentially, to purchase and own a multifamily apartment community. You can do it as a lead or you can do it as an independent rental owner. Now, from the first part of your email, though, I think what you're really asking me is, how do you? what do you need to do to learn how to evaluate multifamily opportunities so that you can invest as a passive? Okay, so um, going from there, then that's really that's our multifamily core curriculum and our multifamily passive certification. And there is hours and hours of content. You need to take that. There's tests that are at the end, but we want to be sure that you understand the education side of being able to invest in. Essentially, these are syndications and the syndications are regulated by the Security and Exchange Commission, so there are laws. You are writing a check and handing money over to essentially a syndicator, and we're gonna be sure that you're educated to the point. So that second part, multifamily passive certification, you must have that before you can invest in multifamily properties with Lifestyles Unlimited lead investors. Now, outside of Lifestyles is the wild, wild west. I mean, you can write a check and give it to anybody for anything. 
I would not advise doing that unless you're an expert at reading private placement memorandums and you understand what you're getting into. So that's why we have such deep levels of education. We want to make sure that you're ready and that you understand what you're doing and, and what you're what you're getting into. And it's fun. It's You can do it online. Uh, take the classes at whatever pace you want. Take the test at the end of each classes. You must make 100 on each test. Again, uh, Lifestyles Unlimited, we are an educational and mentoring group. We're going to make sure you're ready and you understand how to evaluate those multi-family properties. But really, back to what I say, don't rush. Here's what I would say. I would say, rather than make a decision today, right now, uh, why don't you attend a couple of our case studies, two or three of them. You can call our office at Lifestyles Unlimited uh, or send me an email, and I'll make sure you get a link to a case study. If you can attend in person, that would be fantastic. Check out two or three case studies. Make sure this is what you want to do. Take our free workshop online and, and understand a little deeper what we do. Why don't you attend the expo that I talked about, the Multifamily uh, Wealth and Passive Income Expo that's in Irving in February. Go there, and then you can ask other members, hey, what about this? What about that? What do you think? That sort of thing. And then make your decision. So, again, don't don't rush, but you mentioned education, and, and we've got a ton of it. And if you really, really do want to invest in multifamily properties, we're happy to help you get educated so that you can do just that. Now, next email, this one's from Wes, and Wes gave me permission to use his name. He said, good morning, Mike. I just finished listening to your show today for the second time. Thanks, Wes. And Wes is referring to that September 22nd, 2022 show. Uh, It's key points to start your real estate investing journey. And you can find that at the Lifestyles Unlimited website. Click on the radio button. But it continues on. He says, I've been a member for a year now, and I'm so grateful for the wealth of information because the knowledge has empowered me to invest out of state. All right. Good for you, Wes. Um, We do have a saying here at Lifestyles, live where you want invest where you want. It is a myth for people to believe that if they want to own a rental property, it needs to be in their same neighborhood, same city, what have you. That doesn't need to be the case. We have members that live all over the United States and they own properties all over the United States. There's such a thing called a property manager. So wherever your property is, you can hire the property manager. There are vendors that will help you with that property. If you need to get a repair, you can talk to the contractor and say, hey, here's what I need done. I need a picture and you need to show me the before and after. And then I'm happy to get you paid. And then, of course, you can always network with other members and we're happy to share. Here's who I use for this. Here's who I use for that. But the email continues on. Wes says, I currently own three single family properties. One before I was a member here in my hometown of Vancouver, Washington. The second I bought a fourplex in Arizona earlier this year from a 1031 exchange out of a property in Oregon. And the third single family is my first in Texas. Well, good for you, Wes. You now have six doors. You've got that fourplex. You've got the property here in Texas. And you've got the one there in your hometown in Washington State. So you're off to a great start. I love the fact that you use that 1031 exchange. And for you listeners that don't understand that, that's essentially a like-kind exchange from one piece of real estate into more real estate. It could be another larger property or it could be several properties, but it's a rule in the IRS. It's been around for over a hundred years. It's not a new thing. And it basically says you can exchange this piece of property and all of the depreciation from the taxes that you've been depreciating, depreciating, depreciating. You can exchange that 
into a, another piece of real estate. Like I said, typically you probably have a ton of equity in that. So you're going to get more properties or larger properties and you're going to kick that tax can down the road. You don't have to pay the taxes if you had just sold that house. So it's a great, great strategy. So Wes is off to a wonderful start. He continues on. He says, all three topics hit me where I am today. I've been reading every single deal that gets blasted out for single family and multifamily. And, and what Wes is talking about, he's at one of our higher levels. Essentially, we have different levels of membership and our realtors in-house will send potential properties that have already been evaluated that would make great rentals or great multifamily purchases out to the members. So he says he's been reading those. He's in the rehab stage of his third investment. And I want so badly to jump into another, what you described as fear of missing out. Yes. But there is a part of me that believes there will be some fantastic opportunities if I hold back some cash to invest next year. How should we balance between fear of missing out and being patient, waiting for prices to catch up with interest rates and balancing that with taking on too many projects as a newbie? So yes, I don't want you to take on too many projects. I don't want you to have, I want you to get that third house stabilized and we should be able to do that. It sounds like you've already been into it, but we should be able to get it stabilized and get a resident in there in 30 to 60 days. So you're not missing out, but let's get that property stabilized in cash flow. And then there's the decision. Do we continue to accumulate cash and sit on that cash or do we grab another opportunity? Well, that's going to depend on the numbers, on the opportunity, and what that means for you investing in the future. I'm reviewing some email questions from our listeners, and if you have a question for me, please send it to me. My email address is askmike at luinc.com, luinc.com. So I got an email from a listener. His name's Wes. He's off to a great start. Uh, lives in Washington State, and he has six doors of real estate. He's got two single-family properties, and he's got a fourplex in Arizona. Uh, he lives where he wants, and I know Washington State's beautiful, and he invests where he wants and where it makes sense, right, where financially that's the best avenue for Wes to deploy his funds. But he does mention that he's kind of sitting there on the sidelines as he's going through the stabilization of uh, that third house that he has and he's ready to jump, right? Because there are opportunities out there. I see them every day. There are a magnitude of real estate investing opportunities. So he's having essentially uh, a moment, a, a debate with himself is like, should I jump on another property or should I wait? Because Wes sees what I see, right? And we are in a recession. There is no doubt about it. And I think the next six months, are going to be rather difficult as inflation continues to rise. There's probably another interest rate hike in early February on the horizon. Things are going to be tough. We're going to get through this election and we're going to see what, uh, you know, they're going to pull the blanket back on some stuff. There's no need to hide it anymore, right, once the election's over. So it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. So I, I will tell you, Wes, I am hoarding capital myself. And maybe hoarding's the last the wrong word. I'm accumulating capital and I'm sitting on the sidelines. I will tell you this, in 10 years, it is the hardest thing I have had to do as a real estate investor, this, this wait and hold. Um, literally from the time prior, every time I had enough, essentially uh, enough accumulated, enough money to invest in another deal to deploy, bam, I didn't wait at all. It was 
I got 50 grand. Let's go get another house or let's invest in this next multifamily property. We get a refinance and they give you back 100K plus your original investment. And I mean, literally, it was, I had picked out the opportunity within days. Like, here's where we're going with this. It, it might have taken a couple of weeks to deploy the funds and, and get them going, but it was bam, 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 bam. But right now, my strategy is I'm actually selling a single family property. And, and you may say, well, that's crazy. Why would you sell it now? It's the right move for me. I'm going to free a, a, a nice chunk of change on that property and I'm going to sit on it. And that sounds, you know, it sounds like a bad move, right? One, I'm giving up the cash flow from that property. Two, inflation's really high. What have been what have I been saying for three years now? I've been saying, if you're sitting on a ton of cash, savers are losers because the cash is losing value. Well, yeah, I'm going to be a loser in the short term to a significant degree, but I'm putting this cash together. I'm really willing to sacrifice the cash flow of that single family property because there's going to be opportunity. There is. Uh, now, Wes, I'm not telling you if an opportunity falls in your lap a month from now, two months from now, get that house stabilized first. And it's a good deal and it meets your metrics. Don't pass, jump on it. There's going to be all kinds of stuff between now. Well, there always is, right? Real estate is local and there's always going to be opportunities. But with the recession, with what's going on with our uh, leadership in Washington, D.C., there is a ton of chaos. And within chaos, there is always opportunity. Let me phrase it like this. The Chinese culture is the oldest culture, oldest civilization on the planet. I mean, they go back five, maybe 10,000 years, okay? Very, very ancient culture. And they have a symbol. Their alphabet, I think, is 2,500 different characters, if you can imagine that. I mean, it's immense. But there is a symbol. For, so they have a symbol for every word, right? And the word crisis, there is a symbol for the word crisis, right? There's such a thing as a crisis five, 10,000 years ago. But if you look within that symbol, within the Chinese alphabet, and I'm fascinated by this stuff. I've talked about it on the show before. There's a component of danger. Uh, there's a component of opportunity. And I think that's probably our best word for it. And it, it really means that crisis equals a change point, but it could be good on one side, or it could be dangerous on the other but they're all incorporated into crisis. How do you see what we're going through right now? Is this a disaster or is it, are we entering an opportunity? I think we are in an economic danger in this country, call it an economic crisis. It's going to cause a change point for a lot of people. And because of that, there is going to be an opportunity. So I throw that out because I say 5,000 years of Chinese wisdom can't be wrong. But if you only want to go back 12 years, let's go to 2008, 2010. And that was the best time in recent memory, in recent history, to purchase real estate. So, yes, I'm going to hoard some cash. But if you've got a great deal that falls in your lap, again, don't pass on it. Pull the trigger. Okay. Uh, Wes continues. He says, thank you for your explanation of two types of demand. And that's back to that September 22nd show that I did. I talk about uh, essentially... The I need a house demand or I want to buy a house demand and I talk about market demand, right? Market demand is completely different. 
uh, when interest rates are seven, eight, nine percent, uh, you may want a house, but your banker is saying, tapping you on the shoulder, going, "Hey, buddy, I know you want to buy that property." Unfortunately, because interest rates are so high, your debt to income is too great, so you can't buy that house. You might be able to buy this one over here. So that show kind of talks about those two types of demand. And what Wes is talking about, he says, I was a realtor in 2008 and had a family. My family was in construction, so he had a front row seat to that crash. Uh, he says, I don't think we will have the oversupply of homes in my region like 2008, but I'd like your opinion on how much supply we may see in 2023 nationally or regionally. How far could that tip the supply demand scale and what stats should we watch? Well, Wes, there's two stats I'm watching right now. I'm watching layoffs just in general from American manufacturing, American technology, uh, large, big uh, multinational corporations, and I'm watching new construction starts. New construction starts is the bellwether that will tell us what this cycle is starting to turn out to be. I've got a very, very good friend, and he does new construction roofing, and he does it on the scale of four to 5,000 homes, if you can imagine that, per year. And so he's roofing the big brands. You know who they are. I mean, they're doing 40, 50 houses a day for these big brands all over North Texas and Oklahoma uh, throughout Metroplex. I'm talking to my friend, and he says builders are pulling back, even here in Texas. And you may be saying, well, Harrison, you're in Dallas-Fort Worth. That's the center of the economic universe in the United States. And I agree with that, but these builders are pulling back. They're not stopping, but they are slowing down. And is it because of demand? Is it because people want new houses or people want to move up or move down into a new construction home? No, it's what I was talking about. It's because interest rates have gone up drastically in just a few months. And so that might not, that's not curbing the demand or the need for new construction. What it's curbing is the ability, okay? There, there's a difference between need and ability. It's curbing the ability. The banker is saying, hey, buddy, I know you want to buy that house. Unfortunately, it's $600,000 and your interest rate is at this, or if you get a jumbo, you're going to be even more in, in the bank saying, you can't afford it. Your debt to income's too high. Or people are looking at it going, holy cow, look at the size of that mortgage payment. I don't think I want to sign up for that right now. Also, a lot of people are looking that would normally move up or move down or move. They've got a sub 3% interest rate on their mortgage right now. And then to go take on a new home at a seven or greater. Again, if you have to have a jumbo loan, it's going to be higher than, than seven. And they may be saying, yeah, I'd love to move, but I really like my interest rate at 3%. And so this new home isn't worth it right now. And so I'll just sit on the sidelines for two years. Okay. So it's not curbing that I want a need new housing demand. It's curbing the ability uh, to buy it. Now, housing shortages, those builders pull back, which they're starting to do. That's only going to make the fury on the other side of this when we get through this recession even greater because of the need for housing. Housing shortages 
are not going away. And if you slow down the new construction of housing shortages, that makes the delta even greater. That makes it even greater. So it's going to be an even, when we get through the recession, and let's say rates come back down to, and, and again, look, I'm, I'm not an economist. Uh, I'm just looking at my crystal ball sitting here in front of me. But let's say rates start to get down below five, uh, down in the four range. I don't see them getting back to three. I'm sure they will at one point, but not right away. But all you need is that little tick down and bam, the, the, the fury and the race to move and, and get that new house is going to be back with us. So, yeah, we might have a continuation of this housing shortage. So, Wes, I hope I helped you out. For the rest of you out there, if you didn't pick it up at the top of the show, do something today your future self will thank you for. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.